You're listening to Eye on the Ball with Steve Rivera. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome everybody to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. In with me today, as usual, on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Mondays, Thursdays, whatever day, except for Fridays, Tom Callahan. Tom, how are you? I'm doing okay, Steve. How are you today? Fine, thank you. I knew you just uh, talked about uh, Mr. Gronkowski going to Tampa Bay. Uh, Big news, everybody in Tucson or U of A, kind of happy about that, that he's back. Get to see him play again after a year hiatus. Uh, we didn't really think that it was going to last. Do you? Or did we? I, I certainly didn't. I, I thought that he would be back as soon as the right situation popped up. I thought it was a little weird. It's been a little fishy, honestly, all the way around the the whole whatever's going on with New England. But I mean, it's the time's right. Gronk is ready to come back. He reunites with Brady. Makes perfect sense to me. You could kind of sense, and I don't know, I don't follow the NFL like I care to or do I want to. Uh, Even as a reporter, I never did. So uh, you can kind of see, and maybe you won't agree with me, but um, that the luster in New England is kind of starting to wear off, in part because Belichick might be a pain in the neck. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's a title-winning pain in the neck, but you know what, Steve, in any sport, and you know this, every coach will eventually, their message wears out. Uh, it'll wear out players. It'll wear out office staff. It'll wear out whoever, you know, assistant coaches. Um, and and I don't know if that's the case here, but it certainly kind of seems like it, uh, especially when your star quarterback, who's, you know, one of the most successful quarterbacks in the history of pro football, says, I'm going to go to Tampa Bay. That seems just odd to me there's there's something i don't know if it's political i don't know if it's personal but no the 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 bloom is off the rose in new england no question the question is how far will they fall yeah no question you know that he'll be successful because that's what he does and that's who he is but how successful at least compared to the past will be up for debate once we have a season if we have a season so we'll see but uh good for gronk uh we'll see what he does in in Tampa Bay with his uh, playing mate, Brady. You saw that Brady was sent home uh, yesterday, I think, or recently from from practicing in Tampa Bay already? Yeah, I did, I did see that, actually. Sir, could you get off the, off the playing field? Yeah, he was out in a city park, uh, and the police went over to, to say, hey, man, the park's closed. You got to go home. And when they went over, they found out it was Tom Brady. And uh, sorry, Tom, you're not better than anybody else. You got to go home, too. Right, right. In fact, Tom, stay away from people. We can't catch you sick. We can't, we, exactly. We gotta, whether the, 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 the NFL season's going to happen or not, we can't get you sick because you're important to Tampa Bay and the franchise. Yeah, 100%. So they were doing him a favor. So I found that to be kind of funny. Uh, so no one's safe from this virus, especially in public. It's funny, though. They, they said Tampa had a stay-at-home, or they had to, Florida had a stay-at-home. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And they've started well, to open things up quite a bit. Home, what, 
Right. If they have a stay at home, why are the beaches occupied? Well, they opened the beaches up, I guess, in, within minutes of them opening up the beaches. What was that, Jacksonville, I think? Uh, they were packed. And, and Florida's governor, if he had his way, my, my the, from what I've been reading, he would just as soon not have any of this stuff going on right now. He wants to open up the state. But, um, yeah, I mean... Look, uh, Tom Brady, you're not special. You shouldn't be on the beach. You shouldn't be in the park. You just should be at home and doing what everybody else has to do. Last I checked, uh, Florida had a lot of old people. It does. Aren't they like the target? Uh, Yeah, and that's... Uh, see, it's weird. Florida's a weird dichotomy, Steve. I've spent enough time in Florida. It's a lot of old people and a lot of young people. And we have already seen during that whole spring break fiasco thing that the young people really don't seem to care. No, well, that's not kind of how we know it. Young people don't seem to care, so we'll see what happens. I uh, just found that to be kind of funny. Uh, let's kind of debut the the show today. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Lucci Havalosa. She's with uh, Visit Tucson uh, Sports. I'll have her on about 6.15 after this next break, talking about sports in Tucson. In fact, we'll continue the conversation I had with Ryan Finley yesterday about bringing MLB to Tucson, possibly bringing MLB to Tucson, if they do, in fact, play in Phoenix uh, for the rest of the summer, if they ever get started here in June or July, uh, maybe have a team or two come down here and play, and uh, just to uh, just to give a relief to the Phoenix uh, uh, fields and uh, area there, so they can come down here, play for a game, and then go back up, and that would be nice for Tucson. Um, wouldn't really matter to the fans because we, we wouldn't be able to see them play. So, but that's a chance that they're going to take if it does happen. I think they offered an olive branch. We'll get it from her. She'll she'll tell us more of what's going on. And then I wanted to talk to her about all the different sports that she she and her group try to bring to Tucson throughout the year. Um, they're unusual. Some of them are unusual. So we'll talk about that. Have a little fun with that. And then we have uh, uh, my buddy and colleague, uh, Anthony Gimino, about 6.32 uh, to talk uh, about some news. We'll talk about Gronk. Um, uh, he was here when Gronk was here. And Jason Terry possibly becoming an assistant coach at Arizona in the coming year. Uh, I've kind of, I've kind of um, hinted to this over the last few days or weeks uh, since I had him on the show three weeks ago, you remember that with AJ, uh, I found out a little shortly after that that there was a chance, or not found out, uh, there was rumors that, and um, they increased about 10 days ago when his godson uh, committed and signed with Arizona. So I think that will happen. Uh, today it kind of broke that uh, that he was a, a leading candidate or the leading candidate but in my story today, I kind of said it was probably all but a done deal. They just can't hire him because of the uh, U of A uh, is, is in a hiring freeze right now. So they can't do anything until June. I think that's the June one is the date. So we'll see. But he's kind of already had an impact. You bring JT in. Uh, obviously, he played here mid-90s to the late 90s. Uh, was part of the national championship team. Became an All-American, first team All-American, player of the year in 99. Uh, got into some trouble with the NCAA, paid some money back, blah, blah, blah. Um, and part of my story, though, was, um, and I'll talk about it with Anthony, a tweet about Sean Miller two years ago, and then I guess a year ago they made up or whatever, whatever the words you want to use. So he'll be possibly, I want to say he will be, he'll possibly be on staff for Arizona. He'll be the third, if he is hired, he'll be the third former U of A player under loot to, to coach with Sean Damon Stoudemire and Joseph Blair being the other two. Uh, so we'll see. 
we'll see. Uh, let's let's take a break now, um, Tom, and then come back on the other side and talk to Luchi Havalosa of Visit Tusa. Tell me when. I, welcome back to Wine the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. And in with Tom is Tom Callahan. In with me and Tom Callahan. And uh, Miss Luchi Havalosa from Visit Tucson Sports. How are you, uh, Luchi? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Thanks for joining me. I haven't seen you in a while or talked to you in a while. How are things at Visit Tucson? Oh, I think it's just the same as everyone else. You know, we're hanging in there, doing um, what we can, taking it day by day, really. I know you're a busy, busy woman when things are really going on, uh, when we don't have this. Um, I, I wanted to talk to you about a few things that are going on. The possibility, and I know you guys up there, maybe you specifically have reached out to the Major League Baseball group or, or a group up in Phoenix to talk about uh, maybe possibly bringing some uh, MLB teams down here to help with some facilities if they want to come down here and play a game or two. Um, yeah, so, I mean, there's been a lot of, you know, what you see in the news with MLB's Arizona plan. So we've definitely um, reached out to the Cactus League Baseball up in Phoenix, um, let them know of our interests as well as um, state, um, county, and local government. And we've also been in touch with our local facilities here, so um, Keno Sports Complex, High Corbett, to make sure that if the Arizona plan does go through, um, we have the availability and the interest to be able to host those teams. Um, there are, I mean, as you know, a lot of different scenarios that this could go. Um, it's also a lot of logistics, first and foremost, um, to see whether or not it is feasible for this to happen, right? Um, I mean, the first news was, okay, having all teams play in Phoenix. And then they came out with, maybe we'll split it with Arizona and um, half in Arizona and then half in Florida. So I think we really would see an effect in Tucson if it does go through with all teams being in Arizona. Um, If they do, however, split it um, with other states, then I don't think we really will see that traction down here in Tucson. Um, But we will see... What we will see is, you know, other amateur sports or, or youth um, baseball groups that were scheduled to be um, played in the Phoenix area are now going to be looking for um, oh, yes. to relocate those events. And that's where we can capitalize on that as well. Yes. In fact, I didn't even think about it. Even the it, it, We'll talk about that in a second. So who would be the driving force or who would be the lead dog in this uh, group dealing with the Cactus League? Well, you know, it really, right now, we are kind of on the same boat with really everyone else. I mean, we've put our interests out there, but it's it's really ultimately um, to MLB and the Players Association's decisions. Um, they both have to agree. Um, you know, the players have to be willing um, essentially to be away from their families and quarantine for somewhere between four to five months. Um of course, you know, testing, um, the availability of testing that doesn't also compromise testing for the general population. Um, first and foremost, you know, the health and safety of the players and everyone involved um, is priority. So there are just still a lot of unknowns. And so we're kind of just waiting really on, on their decision and how, and, and how we can best support that. Yeah, makes sense. Totally makes sense. So, and you probably won't hear for a while. I mean, we're what uh, April twenty first. Uh, things probably wouldn't be cooking until at least at least a month, if not longer. 
Yeah, I think um, right now they're probably looking at somewhere. You know, I mean, we're all optimistic and hoping that this actually resumes sooner than later. Um, but and, you know, as as everyone else, we're also just keeping up to date on what the um, you know the health officials and our government saying. Um, we're keeping up to date, kind of somehow gauge on when we can actually resume play. Um, so I think. I would say, you know, um, sports are definitely looking into maybe end of May and then June at this point. Um, and But again, you know, there's so many unknowns with the pandemic still that it could be pushed back. Yeah, I guess the one benefit if it does happen and you don't get anybody from MLB to come down, you would have the trickle down effect of, of whatever was kind of whatever would have happened up there that's not going to or be, be affected by the MLB. They would have a, a place or a home here for the rest of the summer. Right. Yeah. And a lot of those, um, you know, one of one of our biggest markets is youth sports. And so a lot of those um, are local or not local, but um, regional um sports events that would be, you know, needing another place to play. Um, and then we also have to keep in mind that we do have local leagues here um, that have been playing for a long time. You know, one example of that, it's ran by um, Kino Baseball League. And um, right. every summer they do host the Sunbelt College League and then the 4th of July um, tournament. And so that's been very well attended and that draws um, teams from all over the country too. So, that's also another possibility for us. Should we be able to resume play, depending on whether or not the Arizona plan goes through, there, there's going to be some action here regardless. Uh, let's kind of start here with you locally. Um, uh, so this has kind of gone on maybe five, six weeks already. What has been wiped off the schedule in that time? And, and what does that mean financially? Oh, my gosh. Um, it feels like it's been a whole year already, really, to be honest. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, on our end, we our fiscal year is from July to June. And so really when everything started going down, you know, once the NBA suspended their season, it just kind of trickled down from there. Um, so we don't have any more events for the rest of the fiscal year right now. Um, we had to cancel... You know, um, some soccer events like CDO Challenge Cup, which is a huge soccer tournament um, annually, and that was going to be at Kino. Um, there was also going to be the college soccer ID camp, which it's a fairly new event. It's going to be a, this would have been their second year, um, and they also bring in um, NCAA scouts. And since mm-hmm. schools basically banned coaches from traveling, um, and then that, those seasons got canceled, so. Um, those events have been affected as well. So, I mean, there's just really a lot, you know, anything from really even just rec play at this point. You know, all the parks are being closed, you know, just so that people can stay home and really practice um, social distancing. Yeah, no question. In fact, uh, I had talked to you guys uh, maybe December, January, wanting to get a list of things that you guys do because you guys, you, I know you work your 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 hearts out, your butts off to bring some crazy events and a lot of events that sometimes we don't even know they are here. Um, like I just saw in the story, the uh, the axe throwing recently. Uh huh. Um, yeah, there was the a axe- pole dancing, and, and and not the pole dancing many people would be giggling about right now. No, no, but no, no, like no. unbelievably talented. Athletes who do this, which of course are, you know, built like holy crap. I mean, tough. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, we don't, as much as we, a big bulk of our market is, you know, the traditional sports, if you will, like baseball, soccer. Um, obviously, we have the facilities for it and certainly the weather um, pretty much year-round for those sports. We do um, also look for, you know, the not, non-traditional sports. So, like you mentioned, axe throwing um, was hosted um, in December at the um, Tucson Timber, which is located at the Tucson Premium Outlets. And then the Pole League. Um, so it's, it's the association is called the American Pole League, um, and this was last summer was their second year of hosting it. It's basically the only North American qualifier. Um, it's really it, it's amazing. I mean, they have like so many different categories for that too, and I like you didn't know any of that um, until mm-hmm. I started working with them. So um, they have youth to seniors um, competing. I think I can't remember. Um, I think they had somebody that was like in their 70s competing, if I remember correctly. Um, you know, so just tremendous athletes. And, and you don't, when you think pole sports are like, oh, you know, the, the, the mind goes to what people yes. usually think. But it, it's really not. It, it, these are athletes that compete and train, um, you know, and they do have a world championships. And um, the organization, American Pole League, that kind of heads up the the championship here in Tucson, um, her daughter is actually one of the competitors and she competes in the world championships too. So it's, it's pretty amazing to see, you know, even our local athletes competing in that grand scale as well. What, what else uh, is there? Uh, I'm sure there's more than just those two, but there's oh, yeah. a lot of different things. I'm sure that do you have a, some courts, new courts down there uh, for pickleball, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so with the Kino expansion, um, when they added the South Complex south of the freeway, so that gave us 12 new multi-purpose fields. So you can, you know, use it's not only just for soccer, it can be rugby, um, ultimate, really any kind of field sports that fits within those fields. And then there's also 20 pickleball courts. And pickleball is like one of the fastest growing sports right now. So we're really trying to capitalize on that as well. with COVID happening, we don't foresee hosting large pickleball tournaments right off the bat. Um, we may have to start locally and then, you know, just kind of market Tucson that way and then move up to regional and so on and so forth. Um, other things that we are also looking into, you know, is esports. I mean, especially right now with everyone quarantined, it's, mm-hmm. I mean, I personally haven't even played video games in gosh, I don't know how long, and I've been playing video games while I've been home. <laughs> you know, so it's it's a no-brainer. Um, that's something, that's a, definitely a market that we're um, aggressively looking into to see how we can have, you know, market Tucson as an esports destination. Um, the University of Arizona does have an esports team as well, so we're trying to make those connections um, since they are more familiar with how it all works out. Um, and essentially are the athletes that are um, participating in those events. And then another thing, you know, Uh, we're looking... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, please, please. Oh, Um, other stuff that we're looking into, you know, we're looking at um, USA Ultimate. So along with Mm -hmm. a local organization here, we just submitted a bid to host um, future events. Um, We are looking to um, secure more of 
the USA Artistic Swimming um, events, which formerly is known as USA Synchro. And we normally mm-hmm. host those at the Oro Valley Aquatic Center. Um, we're looking into USA weightlifting, adaptive sports. Um, U of A has the nation's largest adaptive athletic program. And so we've built over the past couple of years a pretty solid relationship with them, um, you know, and just making sure that we're supporting their efforts on helping the, the awareness grow and also how we can make Tucson an adaptive sports destination as well. Uh, going back to the uh, going back to the videos, I haven't played videos since mm-hmm. Pong and Miss Pac-Man, so you you have me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had one a quick question. Do you think the WBC, uh, the World Baseball C- Congress, would come back or will come back? Um, there is a very high chance. You know, when um, unfortunately when everything got canceled last month. Um, you know, it, it was it's their intention to reschedule later in the year and to keep it in Tucson. Um, so we have had back and forth with them, you know, but right now it really just is, it, it just depends on when things can resume. Um, we are we are working with them on making sure that, you know, Kino is keeping in touch with them as well. And so is the host hotel, which was um, Weston La Paloma, where they were, um, staying at, and so all of us have been keeping in touch and just kind of making sure if there's any new updates, you know, we're up to speed on everything, um, and as soon as we get the green light, that we can get the process moving fairly quickly. Right, right. Well, Lucci, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a while uh, since we've talked to uh, Visit Tucson. You do, you guys do a great job. Uh, we'll have you guys maybe on the fall, maybe, hopefully, a lot of the games will be coming back. Yeah, certainly. Thanks so much for having me, Steve. Great. That was Lucia Havalosa from Visit Tucson. I really appreciate her time, her busy schedule. I guess she's getting really good on video games. Uh, like I said, Pong and Miss Pac-Man. That's all I have. Uh, let's take a quick break here on 10 Through the Voice. Eye on the Ball. We'll come back on the other side talk to Anthony Gimino. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on 1030 The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. Now with me is Anthony Germino of SI.com and All Sports Tucson slash, slash, slash. Hey, Anthony, do you have like 20 bucks in your pocket? Well, do you need it? Uh, yes. In fact, I was we, maybe going to go half with you. No, no. We're going to go buy some oil. We're going to get it at $12 a barrel. <laughs> we'll keep it in my backyard and then sell it like at 60 when it's time. That sounds like a great idea. It's probably why you're a journalist. <laughs> but all I got is 20 bucks so we can get like three and a half barrels yeah. and we'll hold it yeah. have, and, have you been uh, known over the years for your investment opportunities <laughs> that is my investment opportunity what are you talking about <laughs> that is my that is Wait, my uh, retirement did that you is my buy retirement. You think <laughs> I can't I can't get away on my good looks all these years you know that yeah I, um, I know hey I do know <laughs> You do know that. Hey, a uh, lot of news kind of today. What did you think about Grankowski coming out uh, of retirement and going to Tampa? Um, I have been telling people for a couple years, and um, I'll have to find somebody who can back me up and verify this. Um, in fact, you can have my mother on because I told her this two years ago. <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll verify this for you. She'll probably be a better said, guest, too. She she would actually be a really good guest for you. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I knew, you know, through, uh, I think we both know people who know Gronk. Um, and a couple of years ago, the word was that Gronkowski and Brady 
they did not want to play for Belichick anymore. So I, a couple years ago, if he ever plays football again, or, you know, at that point he was probably considering retirement. I was like, he's either going to retire or he's going to play for another team. He's not going to play for Belichick. And of course we've seen Brady this offseason also get away from Belichick. I think they were just, they were just tired of him. They were, they were done playing for him. So, um, and, it's going to be fun. You know, we're all, you know, we, we hope there's football. We get to see Gronk. Um, if I if I were Gronk, personally, I'd just stay retired and have all the fun in the world while having all the money I need without putting my body and my brain at risk. But, you know, it's Gronk. So I think they'll they'll have a good time and uh, it'll be some really interesting football. But no, it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me at all that, because I knew if he ever was going to play again, it was not going to be for the Patriots. Right, right. In fact, I don't think, uh, I think I've heard this maybe from his brother on the show a couple of times. I could be wrong, maybe you know this, that he actually hasn't spent any of his football money. It's all it's all contract. It's all um, endorsement money and, and, and other stuff like that. Yeah, he's been, and that's the one thing that gets lost with some of his antics and, and stuff. He's a really smart guy um you know you know he may not be uh able to come up with a cure for the coronavirus but he's a really smart guy and he's been very financially sound all the way through so he's he's uh he's not a knucklehead by any means and and that's kind of if i was why i kind of thought that you know after a year maybe he would just stay retired because he's he's been smart he's He's got so much else going for him in terms of the entertainment world, um, you know, with the the wrestling stuff. I mean, he could, when Hollywood gets back up and running, he could do whatever he wants. If he wants to be an action star, if he wants to be a host of a show, um, of course, he's already done some of that kind of stuff. He could do whatever he wants. But if he wants to play football for one more year with Tom Brady, more power to him. Yeah, no question, no question. Um, the other news uh, locally was that Jason Terry, leading candidate for becoming the assistant coach here under Sean, um, uh, you and I know it's not shocking news. We had talked about this not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'm breaking anything news here. Uh, that, that this was a good possibility. I wrote today that it's probably almost a done deal, if not a done deal, given the circumstances of the hiring freeze. And there's too right. many right. D- dots that are connected since uh, the last 10 days. Yeah, I think it would be, um, it would be a done deal right now if there wasn't a hiring freeze and, um, you know, they could have that job open for a couple of weeks and then boom, you hire Jason Terry and everybody will hold a press conference and it's a great PR win for Sean Miller, which let's face it, Sean Miller probably needs a PR win right now. Um, it's great for Jason Terry. You know, this is something, remember when he was at McHale a few years ago and, and he was talking about, uh, I don't know if it was a, Jersey retirement thing or whatnot, but we were at that little press conference before the game, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, you know he talked to he coaching was what he wanted to do, and he certainly doesn't need to do it. There's another guy's got uh, plenty of plenty of money, um, but this is kind of what he envisioned as his post playing career, and 
And however it turns out, he'll get to say he was an assistant coach, at least for a year, we had a high-level program, and that's going to um, potentially launch him into bigger things. It's, it's kind of a trend. I mean, we've seen you know Penny Hardaway and Jerry Sackhouse and Patrick Ewing um, all get these coaching jobs, not with the uh, longest of resumes, uh, John Howard at Michigan. He had done some stuff in the NBA, of course, but even Bobby Hurley, he you know he had didn't have a very extensive uh, resume before he jumped into coaching a little bit late and and did his thing at Buffalo. Uh, so it's definitely a path that's been blazed by a lot of Jason Terry's contemporaries. Um, boy, he's going to bring he's going to bring a lot of energy, some personality. Um, however, it works out. Who knows? Right, but it's a it's a sure a fun thing to talk about <clears throat> during the off season, and he is going to work some of his Seattle recruiting connections. I'm sure. Uh, I think we've already seen that a little bit. He's beloved there. He's very beloved in uh, parts of Texas. So I mean, he's going to be able. He should be a boost in recruiting, and I think it's a question of you know, Sean Miller's a he's a grinder. It's, it's hard to outwork yeah. Sean. Um, you know, it's, I, I think the key question is, hey, is, is Jason Terry going to love the grind of a, of coaching in a college season um, and not just like the, the, the flashier parts of it, but I think it's got great potential. I'm, you know, it's, it's fun. I don't think there's any reason to, to downplay it right now. Did you, did you write something about it today? Not yet. Okay. Yeah. See, let me tell you, the thing I struggled with, and I know JT, I covered him for four years here, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's a great guy. He did a lot of things here. Um, was, was um, well, he, he did get in trouble with the NCAA. That yeah. was the issue. I think you can't not, that's a backstory. I didn't choose to write that because it's, if it happens, I can write that then. And then um, he has his daughters, I think he's coaching them in Dallas, excuse me. Yeah, he's coached. He's coaching them in Dallas, so he's got to either bring them with them or or let them grow up there and and have be coached some somehow else. Um, And he loves doing that with his daughters. Um, But I did mention that his tweet with uh, Sean two years ago, and I'm sure you saw that. Right, I remember that. I can't remember details, but I remember it in, in general terms. Yeah, he, he kind of said that needs to be cleaned house. The UA program needs to be cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, cleaned yeah. up. And then a year ago, he kind of took that back on the radio show in Phoenix and saying that he was he was more than happy with what Sean's doing. So um, here we are a year later, um, and he could be the coach in a, in a few weeks, a few weeks, you know, five, six weeks. So there's a lot of backstory there, uh, and um, I'm sure that's all kind of under the rug or, or, you know, over. They're over that now. So we'll see what happens. I think the one thing that we all know is Sean's has a lot of assistance. He's had a lot of assistance. Maybe he'll let JT do more than what the other assistants have done. Yes, it's it's hard to know. I think it'll be a really interesting dynamic. Uh, you know, Sean's some of his early staffs were quite uh, were quite good. Probably had a lot of influence and impact. Um, I'm spacing on the brother? coach who, well, his brother, of course. But I'm spacing on the coach who went to Miami of Ohio. Um, oh, Whitford. Uh, Whitford? Yes, Whitford. No. Yeah. Okay, Whitford, and then of course yeah. you had books. So, I mean, you had an experienced staff, and um, and 
those were some of the better Miller years at Arizona. Um, but maybe JT's that guy that everybody, you know, every every coaching staff needs that the guy that uh, the team, the players go to, you know, whoever, if they need a pick me up, they need a, a boost or, you know, just somebody who can, who can kind of be their pal at times. And I'm sure you've yeah. seen that over the years. Maybe it was Jesse Evans, maybe it was Roz, maybe it was. Um, no, you, you, uh, you need a good cop, bad cop. Yeah. So maybe JT's going to be that guy. And of course, I mean, his, uh, you know, I'm sure he's retained a bunch of stuff from a lot of great coaches over the years. And, uh, you know, Sean's very detail-oriented, and JT should be all about that, having gone through four years of Lute Olsen practices. So that shouldn't be a shock to the system. Uh, but I think, like, I think it just brings a, a lot of energy and potential. It, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but um, uh, at this stage, it's a very worthy uh, risk on a guy who hasn't coached in college. You know, maybe if 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 Jason Terry had played at uh, the University of Washington, he wouldn't be hired here. But hey, he played here, and and um, I think he'll enjoy coming back. And you know, we'll see if he stays more than a year or so. Yeah, no, that's the question. You know, Sean has his two-year contract left. Uh, yeah. A lot of things still looming, NCAA wise. <laughs> Uh, I think yeah. I think and people it, still hey, think that that's, I mean, at this point, that's over with. You you can't totally tell me there'll even be a season or if it'll start on time. No, you're, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, some good news. I think that's a, you know, like I said, we kind of heard the rumors about three weeks ago. I said that in the story today, and uh, they just became stronger and stronger as we got closer. Um, so we'll see. I mean, he won't be around for a while because of the tiring freeze. But yeah. uh, I think he'll have an impact. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think some, you know, even if it's not official, the some of the recruits at Arizona's after they know, you know, yeah, Sean Miller and the staff, the current staff, are saying, oh, by the way, <laughs> you know, Jason Terry, he's going to be one of us. Yeah, you might want to check that out. <laughs> so I think he'll have a he'll he'll open some doors, and uh, whether. It's uh, whether Sean Miller can close after that. It'll be up to Sean Miller. Yeah, no question. No question. Uh, anything you wanted to talk about before you go? I don't know. You really should have my mom on the show. Well, yes. Uh, okay. We, we'll get her on the show and say, it'll be I mean, a, a, and you at the same time. So tell me, how was have, have, have you ever had a, have you ever had a woman on who ran a baseball card shop? No, 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 no. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, guess what? When the when the doldrums of summer happen, she will be on. Days. What's her name? What's her first name? Her first name? Yes. Marie. So I'll, when uh, in, in June, in the dog two. days of June? Dog today? Uh, uh, hey, what, what, what month is this, April? Is there, are there yes. any sports going on? It's pretty dog days right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want her to take over the show, you got, Anthony. You got no sport, <laughs> Steve. <Rivera. laughs> uh, uh, now hosting Eye on the Ball, Marie from Phoenix. How you doing? <laughs> well, thanks, Anthony. We'll get a hold of Marie, and we'll talk some yeah. baseball cards. I'm sure she knows her baseball yeah. card stuff. 
Um, she knows 23 times as much baseball as you do. That's that's great. More power to her. (laughs) 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 Then Marie, we're going to be glad to have Marie on the show. Hey, Anthony, thanks a bunch. We'll talk to you soon. And and, hey, talk to Marie. We're going to get her on. Let's take a quick break here on Eye on the Ball uh, on Ten Thirty The Voice and come back on the other side. Thanks. Hey, welcome back to Eye on the Ball here on Ten Thirty The Voice. I'm your host, Steve Rivera. Back with me is Tom Callahan. That was a couple of good segments. I'll ruin it here. How are you, Tom? Welcome back. Steve, it's good to be back. I've been here the whole time, so, though, quietly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Thank thank <laughs> God for that. Uh, so, uh, what do you think about Jason Terry, that Jason Terry news? It, not that it's a shock. Well, I mean, shock or not, I, you know, I immediately began thinking about it from a standpoint of... What does this do for Wildcat basketball? And thinking of it from a standpoint of its name recognition, um, you know, it's a guy who has the bragging rights and, and, you know, can talk about a time when this program was great and sell that uh, on the recruiting trail. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know Sean Miller the way you do. I don't know how involved his assistants are or are not. Outside looking in, it looks to me like, this is a guy who's going to be more a recruiting tool than than doing a whole lot. Maybe he's doing some skills, but I don't know that he's going to have anything to do with the day-to-day or systems or anything like that. Um, but he's definitely somebody kids can learn from. And honestly, uh, I think if you look at a guy like that, it certainly makes Arizona a more attractive landing spot for you. No question. I think everything you said was on the money. More of a recruiter than um, – and I'm sure he'll help on court, but he will be that recruiter to get uh, – players to come here not that Sean never had that problem um, uh, you know depends who you talk to uh, in terms of the money BS or, or not BS with the NCAA because uh, he's had some players I mean hey he had three this year uh, he had uh, three more two years ago with uh, Aiton Trier and Alkins and uh, how'd that go well we never got to find out Honestly, I mean, it didn't go great in the regular season. It didn't go great in conference play. Um, but we never got to find find out what they would have been like when the chips were down. I mean, so if if we would have drawn our own conclusions, you would think they probably would have got bounced in, I don't know, the second round of the tournament. That's my guess. Maybe made it to the yeah, third round. I agree with you. Second round sounds sounds about right if they showed up for the first round, uh, just like I was referring to uh, for the one two years ago, um, two or three years ago, depends how you look at it, with Aiton and uh, Trier and Alkins, where they didn't show up at all and got trounced by Buffalo. I remember that game. Yeah, that was <laughs> it was crazy. That was kind of UB's coming out party. And remember, my whole family's from Buffalo, and uh, that was their coming out party against Arizona. And I mean, but the Wildcats just did not show up. Yeah, no question. Did you see that uh, UB uh, was just put on probation, basketball program? I did not. Yes. Oh, uh, no. Assistant coach was uh, doing some stuff, illegal stuff with recruiting. Uh, You know, and I'll just say this. I'm one of these cynics, Steve. I believe everybody is doing something wrong and everybody's doing something illegal. It's just the ones who get caught are the ones who get in trouble for it. Okay. I'm cynical. I'm cynical. Yes, no question. I get it. I get what you're saying. And people in Arizona will tell you the same thing. You know, everybody's doing it. 
Uh, they just happen to, I don't know, uh, we'll find out what the NCAA has on them. Um, you did see the scheme. I don't know what to believe, who to believe, but uh, strong stuff, strong words, stuff like that. We'll see. I, you know, I've been patient with this. I've written a little about it uh, through the last almost three years now, uh, as much as possible without be, trying to be wrong and what I know and what I don't know. Uh, but uh, we'll find out down the road. But I think I said this last week, the NCAA is not uh, not doing any investigations or releases of stuff. I, I don't know what happened today with the Buffalo thing. But uh, they're not continuing any any because of the COVID uh, until June one, I think, or in, until June one. We'll know more after that. And take we've been waiting here for months, long months. Well, and, and I mean that makes sense uh, because even at this point, what what are you enforcing? Um, you know, there's there's not even any knowledge of when we're going to have a season for any of the sports. If fall is going to become winter, if the winter sports will become spring sports, if we're going to have a season next year, we still don't. 100% no and there there's there's states and governors and people and schools I'm sure that are pushing for you know business as usual and then there are other people who will be pushing the exact opposite way saying no we need to really err on the side of caution wait for a vaccine and and delay these things I mean I guess it depends where your priorities are I mean I'm I'm much more interested Steve, in staying alive than I am in watching or or <laughs> playing football or basketball or any of that yeah, no question, because we've talked about this before. Um, are you going to be one of those guys that's, okay, great, it's, we can go somewhere and go watch a game and do this and do that. And uh, I know I will be reserved for doing that. Uh, people know my love for sports has waned over the last few years, last few, a number of years, uh, given the people they cover and things like that. But um, I know you're not going to be running to the gates and give them your 20 bucks to go watch a game. No, I'm, I'm not. I have a really nice TV. And uh, that's that's where you're going to find me if, if sports returns, especially on TV. Even if they do allow crowds, small crowds in, I'm in no hurry to join those crowds. Yeah, no, and I think you're you're um, along the lines of many others who um, who will do that. And of course, everyone's going to say, you know, if you do show up, there's got to be some distancing at stadiums and things like that. Some schools won't have to worry about it because they don't get that much attendance anyway. Wink, wink. Uh, but uh, you know, you know, how very subtle, Steve. Very subtle. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see. Like I said, in fact, someone just texted me now, and who knows if there's going to be football or basketball in the fall as we get closer and closer. Um, you know, it's we're inching there, inching there. So we'll know more in about six weeks. Although people are, I hate to use the phrase, dying to get out and and. Uh, and do stuff. You saw the the uh, the crowd yesterday protesting that they want to do things, uh, cut their hair, do this and do that. Uh, more power to you. Good luck. Yeah, it, I mean, everybody has their their choice and their druthers, I suppose. Um, you know, at the really, Steve, it, when you and I talk about sports, and we we have this love and this passion for sports from when we were kids. Um, you know, some people are going to say, I'm going to throw caution to the wind, and when things are back, they're back, and I am going to go face first into it. And then other people are not. And you know what? That's why I think it's important for sports when they do make the decision to resume. They have to take all of this into account economically uh, for whatever sport it is, the safety of the players, the safety of the staff and the coaches and everybody who's got to be there, the support staff and of the fans. And if they haven't fully figured out exactly how all that's going to work, I don't see how you play again. 
Have you, uh, in your lifetime, I'm sure you have, taken a date to a basketball game, football game, or a baseball game? Um, I'm, I'm sure I have. It's not coming to me off the top of my head, but I'm sure I have. Okay, I have to. So let's say you do that now. Okay, sir, Mr. Rivera, we'll give you seat six and seat 13. Uh, <laughs> that's as close as you'll be able to sit. Yeah, well, same thing with a movie theater, Steve. <laughs> you know, whether sporting event, movie theater, anything. Keep your six feet away, and uh, oh, that's got to be hard. I can't imagine what it would be like to actually try to date right now. Uh, probably the same as it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, completely unsuccessful. Just, I understand, yes. <laughs> that was my editorial comment. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. Everything is tough. Everything's going to be tough. It's just crazy. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, there's a draft coming up on Thursday. I think I'm going to try to get a couple of players, uh, former players uh, for U of A, to talk about the draft and what they went through for this draft. Uh, just to wax poetic on, on their day. I think maybe a couple of guys did not get drafted. Uh, see how difficult that was. Uh, and sometimes they luck out. It's better that they're not drafted because they can go to a team that fits them better. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I'll try to track down a couple of people. Either that'll be tomorrow or Thursday. Uh, and that's just a weird deal because they're going to be doing it uh, through Zoom and all these other ways of social ways. And you know someone's internet is going to crash. Someone's going to get disconnected. Something will happen. I mean, the systems aren't perfect. Something weird will happen. And so, as we well know, these picks are timed. Then what do you do? You, you, I thought you were an optimist. Did you say that? No. I'm a cynic. No, you're a cynic. Okay, (laughs) that's right. You're a cynic. Yeah, you're Eeyore. I'm going to have to start calling you Eeyore. Well, thanks for noticing me. Eeyore, okay, Pooh, okay, Pooh. We'll see what happens. Um, but uh, good show today. I thought uh, we found some things out about uh, Tucson and sports. Maybe the MLB will come down. Maybe they won't. It does. I, I don't even know how they would benefit uh, in terms of money because they'd probably just be coming down, busting down or whatever, play the game and get out of town. Um, no no economic value there unless there's some deal, to, obviously, that maybe to, to pay for the for the right to play on the field. But that's about it. Hotels won't benefit. Maybe a food establishment just to get in and get out. But uh, not a whole lot of win-win there, I guess. But just that you're helping the uh, the Cactus League be successful. Well, I think you're doing two things there, Steve. Is number one, uh, you're you're trying to appeal to the possibility of teams maybe returning to Tucson, showing them that you have some facilities that could serve to host them in the future. But also. Um, I, I and I wasn't hundred percent on this, but you know, do you feel like and we we got about a minute left here, but do you feel like Tucson would be making a pitch to host some of those teams for the duration, or would it just be hey, occasionally use the ballpark down here uh, when when the time calls for it? No, I think it's the second one. Hey, uh, we, we're, hey, look at us. We're available if you need us. Maybe a rain out or something like that up in Phoenix and you need to get something rescheduled, you can come down here and play that game. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of things. Trickle down again. People would be coming down here to play instead of Phoenix because those parks are being used for the MLB people. So I think that's a good thing if, in fact, we do get baseball up there uh, at the end of the day. So, hey, good show today, Tom. Thanks for being my guy at the office. And uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow with another show. Thanks, Jamino. Thanks, Lucci. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks, everybody.